0: Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio, powered by HMS Motorsport. The leader in motorsport safety starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another
1: week of motorsports broadcasting on Race Chaser Radio and the Performance Motorsports Network. This is Lead Lap Radio, presented by... Victory Custom Trailers, and we'll tell you more about the good folks at uh, Victory Custom Trailers a little later. My name is Tom Baker, and I am joined in the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina by James Mellick, our uh, producer de jour. And also today, uh, we have a couple of voices you're going to be hearing on the show in terms of guests. One is in studio, one is on the phone. The uh, young man in studio is one of our favorite guests that we have on our race chaser shows. Cody Connor is back with us again. Um, and, uh, Cody, the tiger is, uh, coming off a yeoman's effort at the snowball Derby, um, did not make the show, but, uh, there is no shame in that. We're going to talk to him about what the experience was like to get down to the Derby and compete for the first time and, uh, other things as well. Cause it's just always fun to talk to Cody and, um, We've got another young man coming up uh, in the eight o'clock hour who is going to join us on the hotline from his home in Texas. Uh, And that is the fifth place finisher from this weekend's Derby. Caden Honeycutt going to join us. And uh, Caden was the young man that I think um, many people sold short, uh, did not show enough respect to over the weekend in terms of his chances to win. And, um, but I've, I've known Caden a little bit and uh, really felt confident in what he could do with that Donnie Wilson car. And Bon Suss as a crew chief. And uh, he was the first guy across the line that did not have national, Nat, NASCAR National Series experience. So um, that is something to say. P5 for Caden. He'll be joining us later on on the program. So uh, with that. Uh, we say welcome Cody Connor welcome back um <laughs> this is i think the third or fourth time at least this year we've had Cody on uh but um we we do enjoy uh having having him in the studio Cody uh first of all um talk a little bit just from sort of a an observer's point of view um. What was the overall experience? Not. We'll get to the racing, but what was the overall experience like to be at the Snowball Derby as a driver for the first time?
2: It was definitely an interesting moment. There was a my first. My first thought was, how many people are here? You know, I I couldn't even gather in my head a number. You know, because if I if I thought it'd be every bit of ten thousand to to fifty thousand, you know, there was a. a <laughs> A crapload of teams, you know. Yeah. I mean, between the snowflake and the snowball, there was plenty of cars. I think yeah. there was a total of fifty-six super late models. So that tells you about how many pro late models are. Sure. Would be. Then
1: you have the the pros, the the trucks, right? And then I think then they have one more class. Too? They
2: had uh modified the mayhem.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The modified division. So you had four four classes. So you easily had probably. Close to 200 or over 200 cars. Oh yeah, um, you know, and uh, you know, you figure a handful of people per car, I guess, and that's just the, you know, not to mention whatever you know other people were there. So yeah, um, how is then? Did they have a? Did they allow a full spectator? The grandstands full.
2: The grandstands were packed. It yeah. was very awesome to see everybody a... that came to support this race. Okay. I mean, I know it's a big deal, but
1: Well, they always do. I just yeah.
2: know if they you know, I mean, you seem
1: to be limiting everything else lately. So. I
2: have seen a lot of signs as be smart, 6 feet apart, but there I could see where there was you could you have one party and there was probably probably just a tire with yeah you know what i mean but it was it was just amazing to see all the fans that came out there to support that race yeah
1: so you know definitely a good crowd which is great um and i'm sure the the atmosphere there you know that you're at the snowball derby and of course obviously as a super late model racer you know chase elliott kyle bush noah gregson yada 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 um you know you 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 don't have to look very far down pit road, right? You understand the magnitude of the event and what you're up against, not to mention all the top super late model racers um, that um, participate in this. Um, So I'm sure it was a big stage. I mean, did you find that once you kind of got there and looked around and started to absorb it, was there – I know it doesn't lack because I know you well enough to know how your mind works, (laughs) but was there even a moment when you kind of looked and went – ooh, this is gonna be harder than I thought
2: <laughs> there there when I first got there, just seeing how many good cars and seeing how many drivers yeah. that have paid rides it's everybody has everything together, you know what yes. I mean like there's there's guys that are building a race car since the beginning of the season just to make sure the snowball derby is pristine, right. and that's what was really tough for us um we We didn't really know until about three weeks before. The race that we were really going to go, um, I, I wasn't planning on it, and to actually be there, uh, I've only seen Snowball Derby via Speed51.com, you know. So oh, okay. I've never, never had the yeah, I never had the opportunity oh, wow. to actually go and see the Snowball Derby for my first time. You know, it was pretty great um, yep. to see all the drivers, the commitment and the dedication that they everyone is putting in to make sure that. Their practice time is used very efficiently. Uh, it was really, it was pretty tough as a driver to get onto the racetrack with everybody, you know, because there's a lot of drivers that make their their long runs to make sure they have what they need for like a, a race run or um, qualifying runs. And right. there was a lot of drivers that put new tires on every time they hit the racetrack. There's a few drivers that put tires on uh, every now and then. You know what I mean? So it was uh, it was a little bit of both. They allowed about ten to fifteen cars on the racetrack at a time. So it was a little okay. bit tough, you know, with 56 give or take cars trying to get to the racetrack to be able to get on there. Right. It, was, it was a little tough. Uh, we had two wrecks in practice that uh, I do remember. Uh, the number 44, don't remember his name. And I know uh, Michael House, I think yeah. he had something break and uh, he stuffed it in the I wall in like three 10. and four. But um, it, was, it was definitely crazy to see all, all the drivers that were there ready to race. <laughs> it was, it yeah. was a good moment, though.
1: Yeah, it's well, and, and, I mean, you look at even Kyle Busch and, you know, they struggled out of the trailer, mm. you know, and had had problems for most of the, the practice session. Um, you know, he ended up qualifying ninth, I think, something like that. So he he did well it, when he got to qualifying. And then obviously he had a good race. But, you know, here's a guy that's used to contending for wins in these mm. and he finished seventh. You know, so it again, it just goes to show you the depth and and the degree of difficulty that it that it is, even if you're Kyle Busch.
2: Yeah. it (laughs) it was Everybody was so tight. Come practice time. Everybody was running so close to one another. I mean, we're not talking tens, hundreds. We're talking thousands. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it it comes down to if you if you miss your corner a little bit, you're you're not even on the board. You know what I mean? (laughs) So it was it was a very stout field, and um, there there was a lot of dedication that went into it. There's a lot of a lot of money that was spent, and um, we did it as low budget as we could. We tried raising as much funds as we could. A uh, big thank you to everybody that supported us via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we had Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I I was just happy to make the Snowball Derby. Uh, it was a little bit tough, you know. We we weren't the best car there but we we did our best with what we had i mean um there's it's just crazy on how much is is spent and how much is thought out and what everybody does at the snowball derby
1: yeah well and that's the thing you you know again you clearly you go in clearly as an underdog because you know you don't have the resources that the best teams have nor do you have the experience that the best teams have at that level um and so It really becomes an uphill battle from the start. And and honestly, if you go and and you can keep all the tires and fenders on it and make a really good showing, um, you know, even if you miss the race, you're on a list of a lot of other people with way more experience and more time at the Derby than you have who also miss the race. You know, I mean, you send almost as many cars home as you end up starting. Yeah. You know, that that's what it becomes a lot of the time. And so a race like that, there's no shame in not qualifying. I mean, you, you go and, and obviously any, if you would have made the race, it, it would have been an amazing, you know, I mean, incredible. Because, um, again, you look at the cars that started and, you know, probably – 90% of them have more time and and experience and resources than you had going in. So um you know it, uh, it 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 but it had to be a lot of fun just to go and be a part of that and also to learn now. Now you know what it takes.
3: Mm, so yeah. if you're
1: going to plan to do it again, you know you either got to have what it takes, or you're not going to be successful, right? That's very that's uh, you know. So so you kind of learn what it takes, and, and sometimes you you can't learn that until you actually go through the experience, right?
2: Very true, very true. There is, uh, we we went there uh, based off of a little bit of knowledge that we had previously on in the season, right? And it's it's very wild on how much the track changed oh, yeah. from the time that I was there sure. to. Uh, Time that I was there early on in the season to the time that we were here well, sure. this time, and yeah. uh, it did end up raining, so we lacked one one yeah. practice. You know, it got rained out, but um, there was a probably probably ninety percent of the field, ninety three percent of the field went there to an early test, yeah. and we were we were one of the few teams that didn't didn't have that opportunity, right. and uh, we were trying to gain everything we could in the practice time that we had, but um, everybody was just. Just so focused on what they needed to do. It was uh it was a good moment for me as a driver to know um what a snowball derby race would be like. Just so whenever I go back to uh my normal racing, which we plan on being able to experience a little bit outside the box this year, um you you really gotta be focused and you really gotta have your game plan together before you even hit the racetrack.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, that's that's uh that that's that's a a a real again it's just the the it kind of takes you up a level i think as a driver Mm. to be able to compete against that level of competition and then you now know what it takes to do that so you know i think this will probably make you a better racer next season because you'll start thinking about what can i do um okay we're gonna step aside when we come back we'll have more with uh uh cody and we'll have uh uh, a good time in about an hour or so talking to Caden Honeycutt, who also was uh, f- prominently figured into the Snowball Derby finish fifth, and then we're going to talk to him in the second hour. So uh, a lot more to come here. We're just getting started on we Lab. Stick around.
0: How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew.
4: technicians must be ase certified and have a minimum of six years experience beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions but whatever you do don't wait these jobs will go fast call tim at 302-827-2054 that's 302-827-2054 lewis meinecke car care center rev up your career
5: you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car
0: I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. We're uh, broadcasting live from the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina. Having a good time. Uh, we got a little bit of uh, Christmas cheer in the studio now. I see we've got uh, some decorations scattered about here uh, as we get closer and closer to. Uh, to Christmas, hard to believe it's within a month. Um, mm. So, what what most do you want for Christmas, Cody?
2: I want a new motor for Christmas. I feel that's really going to help us out. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> so, so if somebody would like to give Cody a new motor as a Christmas <laughs> present. Uh, do you have some specifics on the motor? I mean, I don't think a, like a Cup Series motor will help you, but
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it might do a little bit of something. But um, I really. uh, I ran. Uh, respect this past weekend It's about three seasons old. You know, it's probably got maybe 10,000 laps on it where a lot of guys, they update their motor.
1: Hang on. Please say that again for me to digest. How many laps?
2: Uh, It's got about 10,000 laps on it, you know, due to uh, practicing and racing. Wow. I feel the one hard thing was Nashville. Nashville, we were really stout in qualifying, and then just after the race, Winchester, we really didn't get to finish the race. Yeah. We finished uh, one fourteen of I believe it was four hundred laps. Um, we uh, we did the best we could at Winchester. We got involved in an accident, and then Nashville came. We qualified on the pole, and uh, during the race, we um, towards the end there we finished eighth. But I feel it was really really stout on the motor um, with it being a five eight mile. It was uh, it was a lot of wear and tear full throttle uh, a lot of the times and um, uh, that's what's really tough you know there's a lot that goes into conservative of the motor and uh, a lot of guys they refresh in their motor every four races five races um, and when it comes down to an old tire motor it, it, it does take a little bit out of it and uh, snowball derby you got to have pristine, pristine just to be able to make sure that you have the car that you need so the driver knows he has what he needs, yeah. so if something's wrong, it's the driver.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, um, so again, Cody is looking for a motor sponsor, <laughs> um, and he would uh, like to find a motor under his Christmas tree. So if oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyone's, anyone's uh, interested in helping him out, he, uh, he will give you more publicity than most other race teams I know because Cody... Cody kicks some butt when it comes to uh, <laughs> what he does on social media, especially for for um, himself and his sponsors. So, um, okay, so let's back up a little bit. So I want to kind of 50,000-foot overview this a little bit and talk about 2020 for you. Because it was, mm. I mean, obviously, for obvious reasons, it was a very different, very strange, very sort of changeable um, season, fluid season. Um, are you happy with your 2020 season overall and talk a little bit about some of the highlights obviously going to the chili bowl going to nashville going to winchester those are tracks you don't normally get to um, but talk about your season as a whole and how you feel about it and how it went
2: for sure i feel this has been one of the best seasons that i've had uh it's pretty much my dad and i in the shop every single night making sure the race car is up to our po our, our par and uh, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of guys that have paid crew to be able to work on the race car and a paid crew at the racetrack, and for my dad and I to be able to do what we do, it, it's pretty stout. You know. Um, there's, a, there's a lot that goes into making sure the race car is ready to roll. Uh, after each race, we him and I, we talk together and see what we could have done different, see what we need to improve on, and uh, we, we talked about this season, and uh, on the long ride home from Snowball, it was about nine hours or so, um, it's
1: not a long ride.
2: After. <laughs> <laughs> For me, that's not a long oh, ride. Oh, <laughs> man. But overall, going going <laughs> to the different racetracks was a big deal. Um, I, I'm used to kind of racing around North Carolina, South Carolina, you know, with the Cars Tour Series. We ran with the Pro All-Star Series in the past. And uh, we did a couple races with the Carolina Pro Late Model Series this year. Uh, but that's pretty much all in the same the same boat you know what i mean yeah. so being able to venture out we got more publicity and i was able to race against different drivers when you race against different drivers you're able to learn a little bit differently so that's what really helped us and um i feel overall we we could have been a little bit better but for our first time i i'm not ashamed at all i feel we did very great i mean bristol we went to bristol i've never seen the place before not even to watch a cup race yeah. you know what i mean so uh, to be at Bristol, we finished tenth and that 's not bad at all there was a bristol very very grippy it takes a lot of motor uh Winchester it was very intense Winchester is old worn out and it 's uh you run the the second fast. to third groove very fast <laughs> so' <laughs> that uh, says bristol the uh the racetrack at Winchester is pretty bumpy, so yeah. you 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 gotta you gotta have what you need just to make sure that you, the driver's comfortable. You know what I mean. So that's one good thing that helped us out is I work on my own stuff, so I know what I've done, and uh, I trust my dad working on my own equipment, so I know I know what he's done. And uh, uh, Pensacola, that's definitely a, a different racetrack. It's almost it's almost like Myrtle Beach, not quite as bad. Uh, the track surface at Myrtle Beach, sad to see it's gone, but uh, the surface at Myrtle Beach is very very horrible. It's oh, almost like grater. you're walking on the beach. You know <laughs> it's what a I mean? cheese grater, yeah. So. Um, uh, Pensacola is not as bad. Fat fat Flag Speedway, you know, it's it's a nice it's a nice track. But the surface, if it if it did get a paving, though, it'd be dangerous. I will say that. that.
1: That's the problem is is a lot of these tracks that have been around a while. Obviously, they age. And when they Mm. age, the surface deteriorates. It gets bumpy. They get cracks. They get, you know, whatever. Mm. Um, And that. That's one thing to deal with, but the problem is when you put new pavement on it, especially you know, with what we understand about that, even that technology or science today, um, you can make a track pick up two, three seconds of speed with way less grip. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's insane. I mean, that's why, um, even my home track up in Oswego, it's a five eighths of a mile. I don't remember the last time that they completely. I don't know if they honestly. I don't know if they ever have since they paved it the first time. They've done a complete repave or not. But um, you know, everybody's saying, "Well, gosh, if you repave the thing, you know the supers are already running 15 seconds around there. You, you're gonna you're gonna be running 14 or faster, and it's like how much faster than 150 <laughs> average speed do you want to be on a five month It's just one of those conundrums mm-hmm. that you just never know how to how to. How to deal with that? So in the meantime, you get these tracks that, you know, have. um I love this word that everybody uses because it's probably true. Character.
7: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: tracks have character, which basically is, um you know, a code word for that. The, they're all cookie monsters with tires. Is basically you know Very true. Um, they 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 chew tires. So you you just have to learn how to manage. Which to me, honestly makes better racing
2: it does it really does i mean when when you have a paved track you can pretty much run everything anywhere you know what i mean um that's what's hard is uh same thing with hickory you know it's it's old and worn out which hickory they did a sealant yes they put sealant down and do that we ended up getting a track record at hickory now uh, we did it with the Cars Tour at a 14-2. So uh, we <laughs> yeah, picked up see, a lot, and that's just that's ceiling. That's what
1: I'm talking about, though. Yeah. I mean, when I first came here to North Carolina back in 2006 or whatever, I think the Superlates, um, which were really just, I mean, it was past, but they were, and they were, I mean, they weren't, the, the division as a whole down here wasn't that old. It hadn't been around forever. Um, I think fourteen-eight, fourteen-nine, like barely under 15 now you ran a 14.2, mm-hmm. and if I remember right, when I talked to you that day and said, you know, was, was, is that it? And you kind of went, probably not. Like, you yeah. thought you could go even faster. It's yeah. like, I can't imagine that for a, 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 any kind of late model stock car, to be honest.
2: It is very true. I mean, South Boston, they did a paving. They did a nice paved yeah. job, and uh, I, in my opinion, South Ball it didn't need to get paved yet. It was still the surface was pretty nice you know? um it it does get a little weathered. my greatest um uh't I, I don't really know how to put this, but at South Boston, I had my gauges melt one time because it was so hot there one time and uh really it, yeah it was it was a wild experience thousand that, that was during practice day so um to be able to to race south Boston when it before it was paved and after it was paved. I struggled more after it was paved than before. Um I feel the track had so much grip we ended up blistering tires because it couldn't dissipate the heat and the racing wasn't it wasn't as good cuz when, when you have new pavement it's not it's not really all about the driver it's about the right. car. That's what it comes down to and uh there are some tracks where motor setup team that's what really yeah. dominates and there are tracks that it's driver and a little bit of tire and a little bit of car.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it, and it is interesting from track to track how it's different. It it that's which, you know, that's that's as it should be because it shakes things up. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, the event I worked a couple over Thanksgiving weekend, the Indoor Dirt Kart Nationals there, National Indoor Kart Championship in Batesville, Mississippi. The track is different from Friday to Saturday. And and the promoters do that on purpose because they want to make everybody start fresh basically Mm -hmm. so if you were dominant on friday you weren't necessarily going to be dominant on saturday and a lot of times that's what you see is different drivers come to the to the forefront on saturday because the track's a little different they hit that setup versus the the setup it took for friday night so i love the variety in racetracks and i don't necessarily ascribe to the fact that they all ought to be smooth and and perfect at all um but it it does bring up the you know when you go to a place like Five Flags, for example, even if you you know you went there in what July, yeah, July, yeah, much different temperature, much different, you know, way more cars at the snowball, different kinds of rubber. You got three or four classes putting, you know, so it's a whole different situation. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily compatible from what you saw in July. So you have to be able to adapt, and and the guys who are used to that and used to what they need to do differently, obviously you're going to have an advantage over you the first couple times you go because you aren't going to have that down yet. Um, we're going to take a break before our gauges melt. And uh, when we come back, we'll have more with Cody and Nunny cut coming up too. Stick around. Weak Lap continues in a minute. Welcome back. We lap continues on Performance Motorsports Network and Race Chaser Radio. Uh, If you're listening to us after Monday night, if you're getting us on demand, thank you. We appreciate that. And even if you're listening to us live right now, thank you. We appreciate that, too. Uh, But uh, we don't appreciate you any less. But I, I just like to call attention to the fact that uh, all of our Race Chaser shows are on demand virtually any major podcast platform at this point. Um, just search Race Chaser Radio, three words, and hit the follow button. You'll always know when uh, our shows pop up. Also, if you want to just get us on your PC or whatever um, laptop, you can go to my website, radio online.com slash shows. And there's a player right on the shows page. Just click it and uh, the live shows will be there. And you can also uh, get all the on-demand shows. There's a playlist for every one of our shows. We're expanding our lineup in 2021. uh, And we're going to tell you more about that uh, next week, which will be our last week of live programming for the year, because the following two weeks are Christmas week and new year's week. So, um, we will have more information on what's going on in 21, but a few things are changing. We're going to move some things around and do some things slightly differently, uh, in anticipation of 2021. And, uh, so we'll, we'll have some of that, uh, for you next week. Uh, Cody Connor has been nice enough to join us fresh off his trip to the, um, I almost said the chili bowl because that's what <laughs> we were talking about during the, the break <laughs> to the, the, uh, snowball derby. And, um, when did you get back? did you did you stay for you stayed for the race I'm sure right because you had to run the
2: yeah we watched a little bit of the race uh, yeah. it as a driver it's very tough for my first time being there. Um, I, I wanted to watch as much as I could but the stands were so packed I didn't want to take anybody's seat yeah. you know what I mean so yeah. uh, we watched the first 40 laps and then uh, we we headed home okay. uh, I, I I actually drove the whole way. You, normally my dad likes to drive just because he he'd rather drive. <laughs> but uh, I told him, I said, I didn't get to drive you're much this weekend. a race car <laughs>
1: driver. He doesn't trust you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but uh, I drove the Speed whole way limit, home.
1: What's that? That's an option.
2: Yeah. We got home at about midnight.
1: Okay. So you've you you, uh, you you've had at least enough of today to kind of rest up a little bit, or did you have yeah. to go cut lawns today?
2: Yeah. Uh, that's the hard thing right now. I was talking to Jeremy Gershner. He's a modified driver, yep, and Jeremy's uh, a great guy. Oh, heck, heck of a guy. Yep. And uh, I was talking to him this weekend, talking about lawn care. You know, so yeah. We're kind of both in the same. Oh, business. that's right. I forgot. Yeah. That's
1: what he does too. Yeah. yeah.
2: And uh, talking to him, all the lawns are still growing. You yeah. know, <laughs> and, and us, I'm I'm happy to get maybe one or two lawns. I mean, I'm right now. It's just so cold; the grass isn't growing. Um, I actually did some aerating for Blaze Dillner, and uh, he had. He had a bunch of mud, right? We went there. We, we gave him a nice aeration job, Seaton. and uh, he showed me a picture of it this this week at Snowball Derby. And wow, does it look great? It's, I mean, it's, it's really thick and it's really clear. Ten four.
1: So, um, if if somebody's listening to this in the greater Lake Norman area of North Carolina, um, Charlotte, Concord, Kannapolis, Davidson, Mooresville, Statesville. Um and they want somebody <laughs> to do their, their lawn care, um, handle their their responsibilities with that. What is it?
2: Cody Cuts. Okay, and how Cody do they find it? You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Cody Cuts Lawn mowing.
1: That's Cody with a K. K O D I E yeah. Cuts. Yeah. C O N N E R. Yeah, you gotta you gotta remember to yeah. uh, let people know that. But uh, yeah. Um That's uh, so there you go. We just gave you a plug for your business. Hopefully, (laughs) you'll just keep it up through the winter, right? Because, look, I personally, I hope the grass keeps growing all winter because that means it's not cold enough to snow. Yeah. (laughs) That's That's true. That's my deal. And I know I just made a lot of people in uh, this area mad. I don't care. Um, You know, y'all can go to Buffalo uh, for the winter for all I care. Um, Snow sucks. That's why I'm in North Carolina. So, among other things. Okay, so you you you've had obviously a, an opportunity in 2020 to do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. So, what happens for 2021? What are your what are your goals right now? What are you looking at for 2021, Cody?
2: 2021 is a little bit different for me. Uh, I'm really hoping to be able to make all the races that I did this season. Um, as of right now, my marketing partners are not. Uh, as stout as they were in the past so um i pretty much have the same marketing partners um the a few of them aren't as um they're they're not doing as much as they did i i believe due to covid so we are lacking a little bit of funding and it does take a lot to be able to make the racetrack uh i mean a set of tires is 700 dollars. you know what i mean and that's for for me it, that's a lot of money you sure know to is. be able to do that every single for anybody. race <laughs> I mean, um i mean there's there's I mean, a lot if of you drivers you have it's still a lot of money yeah yeah depending i mean there there are a few drivers that are spending like the snowball derby anywhere between 15 to to 40,000 dollars just for the snowball oh, derby sure. just to drive the car yeah. and uh, there's there's a lot lot that goes into it i mean i'm i'm very thankful enough to have the the fans and uh, the companies that came on board: True Torque, One Rail, Puddle Jumpers, Pitting Outside the Box, Black Acid, uh, Carolina Pro Late Model Series. Everybody came together to be able to help me out. I had a lot of Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, so that really helped me to make it uh, for the Snowball Derby. I mean, pretty much what I raised for the Snowball Derby is a a little a little shy of what I had for the season. You know what I mean? So there's uh, that's that's pretty tough. You know what I mean?
1: But you just you just Proved your own point, though. I mean, think about what you just said. You raised enough for the Derby, one race, mm-hmm. as you had for the entire season.
2: That's the biggest race of the season, though. There's a well, yes, but it's again, on everything. You
1: know, you, th- you think about what it costs to race that, mm. it's the equivalent of a season.
2: Pretty basically, much. Basically,
1: yeah. if you're doing it. The way obviously a season for you is, is budget compared to most people. But but that's it's it, it, it's unbelievable how much a race like that or the, the Martinsville um, oh, race though. that they have every year, you know, for the stock car, late model stock cars. <clears throat> Excuse me, the Valley Star Credit Credit Union 300 there. I'll get it out eventually, um, <laughs> <laughs> which canceled this year due to covid boo. Um but uh, that that race again. It's those multi-day races like that where you get it's tough the all the, the what I call the house teams. Mm-hmm. You know your junior motorsports, or and of course at it, at it, it, you're at the the snowball derby. Obviously, that's a super late model race, but you still have those same kind of house teams. You get all the factory, you know, chassis mm-hmm. teams and all that. Um, and you get Kyle Busch and and Elliott and all those guys that, that have no top end to what they can spend to go win it. Um, so it's still a huge undertaking um, to go try and win those races. And as you say, yes, there's a lot of exposure. But you still have to be able to take advantage of that, and you mm-hmm. still have to be able to raise the money in the first place to be able to offer them the exposure. You know what I'm saying? That's you got to get true. there. So that's a very tough ask. So, so what are you wanting to do for next year? Are you wanting just to do the outlaw schedule again? Or are you, are you, what is your goal for, for a schedule if you could do what you wanted to do?
2: Next season, if, if I could, I'd love to run the, Car- the Carolina Pro-8 Model Series. I'd love to run the Cars Tour Series. I'd love to run Speed Weeks, every single race for New Smyrna. I'd like to run the Winchester 400, All-American 400. I'd love to go to Snowball Derby again. And I want to run the, the Rattler, Red Eye, you know, anything that I can. <laughs> um, that's one thing that I lack. I lack a lot of seat time. I mean, yeah, that's... I haven't I haven't rented a track to go test in two seasons. There's guys, um, I was talking to Papa Quapple and, uh, Carson rents the track about three times before before yeah. the race, you know, and that's yeah. that's very tough. There's and Carson's not the only driver, you know. You uh so you didn't really go to
1: Florence, did you? Speaking of that,
2: uh, not the Carolina Pro Eight Model yeah, Race. You no, the, uh, I the, did miss it.
1: And and uh, Carson got fired. Uh, yeah, yeah. Caden's the Caden Caden's Caden the was new a real driver there, now yeah. for uh, for <laughs> for
2: Quapple Motorsports. He was turning and burning for sure. <laughs> he was getting it Carson's done.
1: Carson's two oldies out. Um, it was that was just unbelievable what that young man accomplished because yeah, i don't care how much true. test time you get when you're 13 and it's your first race in a late model and you go out and you know basically spank the field which is uh, and again i don't mean it like he ran away and hid by 10 seconds that's not but he he clearly um half a straightaway at the know? end i mean yep. you know nick loden had some damage from a a, a, a racker he might have given him a run but um you know, obviously, but but Caden was the overall through the race. Caden was basically the best car. Yeah. Um, you know, and and uh, there were only one or two guys that ever ran with him. Um, you know, and, and, and he ended up winning. So yeah. in his first start at thirteen, which is pretty, you know, it's pretty incredible. Uh, and I'm happy for him because they're nice kids and, and they, uh, are. they really, you know, they drive very well. They they're not dirty. They're not very you know, true. They they uh, they they do it right. So. Um, that was cool to see. But, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, the Trump 2020 car uh, had some issues this time, Kyle Campbell, and uh, had some mechanical issues and didn't get to, to run as well as he would have liked. But mm. um, started out with a brake issue in practice. I, I, I looked at him. I said, Cody never used his brakes. that's what he did too he just laughed at me i was like oh you know i had to try um that's funny so uh but no he he uh they they, it just wasn't their day but you know it was a great run and i'll tell you what that series uh to me is going to be the premier regional touring series oh yeah um in the Carolinas, uh, next year. I, I, and again, not taking away from cars, I guess I should qualify it. If you, cause I cars for me is almost a national series that only runs in the region with the, with the type of budget it takes to go out and be successful in that series. It's really a national level series. Um, so if I exclude cars, I think Carolina pro late model has the chance oh, yeah. to be the premier series. Uh, and you know, Keith Graham did a really nice job in his first year, and uh, you know it was cool that you got to run a couple of those. And, and the race that came down to you and Carson was still to me the last lap was the last lap of the year. Um, <laughs> you know, you literally gave it all you had until yeah. you <laughs> until yeah. you broke loose and crashed the thing. Yeah, well, I mean, it um, was
2: from two thousand and fifteen. You know? Yeah, it yeah. was. It's it's a pretty old car, and we we did the best we can. We always do the best we can. I mean, it, we still finished second, thankfully, but. Everything goes into every single race.
1: But you won as a crew chief. Yeah. The first time yeah. Kyle got in it, One you of the were a crew chief. chief yes, and, you <laughs> and he ended up, yeah. So uh, you could you can say you got a win on the tour as a crew chief. We're going to take a break. We got more with this guy uh, after this. And also, of course, uh, coming up in the second hour, we'll talk to Caden Honeycutt as well. Be right back.
0: How to be a great dad in 15 seconds.
4: That's 302-827-2054. Louis Meineke Car Care Center, rev up your career.
5: You hear that?
8: When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot.
10: This is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the
8: show.
1: Welcome back, Chandler Smith, the fourth place finisher in the Snowball Derby, bringing us back from the break, totally unplanned by coincidence. Uh, Chandler, um, big announcement regarding Chandler Smith today. Chandler is, uh, well, let me let me back up half a step. Christian Janekis is. is out at Kyle Busch Motorsports and Chandler Smith is in for a full season drive in the 18 uh, truck for KBM replacing uh, Christian Eckes and teaming with John Hunter Nemechek um, who will take over the number four truck that Raphael Lassard is not going to drive next year. Raphael went to GMS for a part-time, but he hopes it'll become full-time effort in 2021. And uh, I think Christian Eckes has uh, a new home already as well, but we'll wait on the official announcement for that. But uh, there are some organizations that seem to be growing and expanding um, in 21. So uh, I think Christian may end up uh, in, in at uh, one of those. Uh, so we'll, we'll just uh, let that play out. Um, and, uh, we'll see what Ty Majeski's future is as well after winning the Snowball. Um, I would imagine that at some point we're going to get an announcement about, uh, some sort of a national series future for him as well. So we'll, we'll see how all that plays out. There'll be a quiz on it later. So I hope he took good notes. Um, Cody Connor, who should be figuring into a truck series ride, um, but is instead sitting here talking to us, uh, and we 're thankful for that. We hope that uh, cody 's still young you're only what nine nineteen 19? yeah so yeah. cody 's got time we're we're one way or the other we 're going to will Cody to uh, a <laughs> national series effort here at some point um but uh so you're talking about wanting to do a lot of things in 21 um all of them are very expensive. Um, yes, very true. <laughs> um, you know, the car store and, I mean look the 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 you know going to Nashville is not bad but Winchester is a haul um, you know, again, not really a terrible haul to a Snowball, but that's an expensive race. I mean, the Rattler, all those are kind of hauls. You know, the problem, it's funny because we think if if we're in North Carolina here, we're in great shape. But the reality is mm-hmm. if you want to go run with the best of super late models, mm-hmm. you either run the Cars Tour in which you run against budgets that are equivalent to what you'd run, you know, in the Sunoco Super Series or whatever. Um, Or you go run these big outlaw events where, you know, again, it's the same thing. They just, these are all, you know, six-figure budgets for a late model car. Um, what can you do? Again, don't give away any secrets. But what can you do as a driver, as an underfunded driver, what can you do to give yourself a... S- <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to say it because I I I couldn't stop myself. Uh, a snowball's chance against competition like that in these bigger races. How do you how do you how do you do that? Because even you know Carson Quappe does not have. I mean, they have a lot of experience. They don't have the budget of a lot of these teams. He you know and he's had some top fives on the cars tour with Super. How do you how do you do that?
2: Mainly, what it comes down to is. When you're on your way to the racetrack, you got you to gotta be in the zone. You got to be focused. You got to think about what you need to think about, and that's it. You think about racing. You got to think about the track. You got to think about what the car wants, what it needs, what the racetrack wants, what it needs, and you, you definitely got to have the budget. You, you got to have the marketing partners. Um, you got to have everything you need. I mean, I'm very thankful that Baja starters, True Torque, One Rail, Puddle Jumpers, and uh, Carolina Plate Model Series, Black Acid, and Pitting outside the box—they all came together, as well as many people through Venmo, Cash App, and PayPal came to help us out. And um, that's that was that was just a nibble on what majority of the teams were spending. And that's that's one hard thing is um, there's a lot of guys that spend every bit of thirty, forty thousand dollars to win the twenty five thousand or twenty thousand that snowball paid. Yeah. And it's it's very crazy, you know. I mean I, I don't even spend that in one full season. But I'm hoping in twenty twenty one I can spend that with uh going to all my different races that I want to go yeah. to. But uh there there's even if it's just a normal race at Hickory, you know, you there's a lot that goes into it. But Snowball Derby You definitely got to have the equipment. You got to have the motor. You got to have the experience. You got to have the track time. I mean, there's so much that goes into a little bit of racing, you know. I mean, we were there on Wednesday for Tech. Thursday, we had practice. Friday, we had practice. And uh, qualifying. Saturday, we had a happy hour. And uh, Sunday, that was the big day. That was the race, you know, Snowball Derby. It got moved to 1 o'clock due to rain. It was supposed to start at 2. But uh, rain did kind of kind of hurt us a little bit. We were hoping for that extra 45 minutes of practice, but we didn't we didn't get that. But um overall, um I, I took my notes, I got it in the book, and I know what I need for next season. I'm hoping that we're able to either get a new hamner spec or uh maybe get an upgrade. It takes about uh about 10,000, really about 10 000 to 12,000 to refresh in a motor. A lot of guys do that every four races or so and um, this is my third season on it. So, I was going to uh, say you said
1: 10,000 laps earlier. Yes, I know yes. what your schedule's been. <laughs> so that had to be I was going to say 2 to 3 years. So right, third it, it's, season.
2: It's been wow. a little while and um uh, I'd say a uh, ham respect it it runs great, you know, for for what we've had. I was talking to a couple guys this weekend that know a little bit about motors and they they were looking at it and you know, they went from they went from looking at it to to really opening their eyes. <laughs> I mean, they Everybody said this is a record-breaking motor, and uh, I'm very pleased. My dad and I, we do everything we can to make sure the race car is up to par. And uh, my my hand respect is is it's been great for me. You know, we've sat on the pole at All American 400 for our first time there. And now
1: um, I want to talk about that because mm-hmm. not only did you sit pole, but you finished the race mm-hmm. in eighth place. Now again, people would say, "Well, eighth is good." as if you know you're it was good not great but good here's the reality eighth is amazing and here's why again i i i i i can't stress to listeners enough who really aren't familiar with the differences in competition or budgets or whatever you went out to nashville and ran against a lot of the same top guys that that were at the snowball derby this weekend you were the fastest car in qualifying, mm-hmm. okay? And you finished the race in the top 10, yeah. okay? First time. time at the track, right? You had oh, never, yeah. never been to Nashville before. before. Yeah. And that is not an easy track to get a hold <laughs> of. What is, talk about your experience there and on that track, because uh, everybody that, and I've spotted a few times for guys there, Um, th- th- it's just a very Unique track to drive, right? <laughs> Talk about. There he it.
2: is, Uh turn three and four, right in the middle of the corner. There's a little, a little hump. Yep, down there, off a of two. There's a divot. You know what I mean? Yep. So it was just when it came down to qualifying, I really knew what I needed. Uh, during practice, I, to be honest, back forward a little bit, I did not, I did not plan on going to Nashville. Nashville was not something on my schedule, and then Jack with Cars Tour Series said we're going to make Nashville our last our final yeah. points race for the season. And I personally called Jack and I said, Jack, I said I- I've tried to support your series as much as I can this year, try to run every single race, and we did. We went to Jennerstown and everything, yep. and um, I told him I said, I- how-, "How are you going to do this to the little guys?" You know, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, and he says, "Well, we we." set out an amount of races for points and we plan to be able to do as many as we can. I said, well, I don't think I'll be able to make it. And he says, well, if you can't do it, don't do it. I said, but Jack, I'm, I'm in the points. I've ran every single race, you know, just to be able to try and make it. Yep. And, uh, he says, well, if you can't do it, don't do it. So uh, that's, what's really hard is we, we went there way under budget, didn't put no tires on until qualifying. You know, we were on old tires that we ran throughout this whole season. And, uh, I said yeah i think the last practice yeah i think this is what i want for qualifying sure enough that's what i wanted for qualifying and put our first set of stickers (laughs) on there and the the hard thing is i had a lot of um a lot of complaints i was talking to a couple guys and um there is there's a lot about my my motor complaint about my motor my motor and i it, that was it's three seasons old. Your, you know yeah, I mean? your ten
1: thousand lap, three it, season old motor. It
2: just it just comes down to is. But you were we really their focused. <laughs> we really focused on what we needed to do, and um, after after Nashville, everybody was complaining about about the motor. So uh, I, I was running the the pucks, you know, because I had the old Hamner spec. is three seasons old, so a big deal came about Hamner spec and. uh we we got our intake changed for the uh, snowball derby, and it just it just wasn't what I really needed it to be. Yeah. You know, even though we ran pucks at the uh, Nashville All American four hundred, it just
1: now for for those in our audience who don't understand that what you what you mean by pucks, they they think a puck is what you use oh. in hockey. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sure it's not the same. Tell talk about what that. So uh,
2: w- with the intake, apparently people are saying that it. It's a little bit more horsepower. You put a puck in there. It, there's four of them. What you is can, a puck? You can sta-
1: explain the puck.
2: Getting there. You can okay. s- You can stagger the pucks, and the pucks are restrictors. You can have anywhere between a 0.95 all the way up to a 1.400. And what it does is it restricts the flow, flow in the motor. You know, more air, more horsepower. But apparently, everybody was saying that since we had the older intake, we were just we qualified on the pole due to that, and we ran the restrictors with the with the Hamner spec being outdated, we have to run the, the 1-350s. Okay. And uh, we had the 1-350s in there, and we still qualified on the polls So it's not that we had our intake differently. That would it have was been a
1: disadvantage, wouldn't it?
2: Pretty much, because <laughs> everybody else were able to be open. Right. You know, we had yep. restrictors in there. Yep. And even though it's, it's 1-350s, it, a little bit of restriction is a lot of restriction, you sure. know. So um, – we we just had a, a good game plan together when it, when it came down to it for Nashville. Um, it, the track had a lot of grip to it, and uh, I, first time on the racetrack, I I knew this was my racetrack. You know, I, I definitely plan on if anything, I'm gonna plan on making the All American 400 next season.
1: Well, you know what you do in those situations? You give them some cheese to go with their wine. <laughs> we'll be back with more of Lap right after this.
8: Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives,
4: and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Louis Minicky is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team.
0: Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: hi ho Welcome back. Uh, Lead Lap continues. We are uh, into our second hour, and uh, we'll hear shortly from Caden Honeycutt. Um, and uh, looking forward to that, we've got Cody Connor in the studio with us. And uh, coming up on Thursday, we're going to... Uh, we're going to have an interesting studio on Thursday for Motorsports Madness. We're actually going to have a pair of guests in studio. Uh, Corey Heim is going to be in, uh, along with his Venturini Motorsports ARCA crew chief, um, Kevin, Kevin Jr., as they call him, uh, Kevin Reed Jr., Going to be coming in, and I think uh, Nick Moncher coming in as well. And anytime Nick's in the studio, um, it's a it's an entertaining studio. Um, so we're gonna have um, we're gonna have those two, uh, those three folks, hopefully, in on Thursday for the madness. And uh, of course, the Inside Pass, which will play here on WSIC, uh, there are affiliates here, um, and is going to be available on demand tomorrow. We uh, had Nick DeGroot um, in the. Uh, on the show, uh, we recorded that this morning. So Motorsport.com's com's Nick DeGroote, who's winning everything in sight on, uh, iRacing IndyCar stuff. Um, and, uh, he's, uh, he's won so much now that, um, he's up from paying you five. He's down from paying you five bucks to get his autograph. He's down to only paying you a dollar. So if he wins any more, you'll probably have to start paying him. That's kind of where we know we just, we pick on Nick all the time because we, we, he's like the, uh, He's like the unofficial, uh, non race chaser, race chaser, family member, Nick, the group from motorsport.com. So that was a fun show. Uh, um, Randy Miller and I had this morning. So we'll, uh, you can catch that on demand tomorrow. Uh, just search race chaser radio or uh, this Saturday at, um, 9. AM you can hear the inside pass as part of the 90 minute horsepower hour. Um, our, hour starts that, uh, that block. And then at um, Ten o'clock a.m. on Saturday here Eastern Time on WSIC's radio uh, group is, of course, uh, PRN's at the track with Lenny Baticki, who is uh, truly the legend in these parts. We are all just trying to live up to Lenny's um, Lenny's legend in the uh, in the North Carolina area. Okay, um, so Cody. We, we were talking about Nashville and you were talking about how we talked about how while well you did there. You were saying during the break, and I thought this was interesting and I hadn't heard you say this before. Um, you tend to do better at tracks that have grip. Mm-hmm. Why is that?
2: I, I honestly don't know. Uh, that's, that's one thing that I, I've still kind of yet to figure out, um, i feel with a little bit more grip maybe i can really drive the car uh whenever you don't have grip you really got to have more better equipment in my opinion yeah um when you put more tires on there you can really get an idea what you want for qualifying uh when it's more grip it's it's motor does help for sure uh but if you can really drive the car then the car can help drive you you know what i mean so it's pretty much of a, a mutual relationship there but I, I've still yet to kind of really figure that out. Um, there's a couple places that we went to. We went to Motor Mile for our first time, and we were um, we were doing very well at Motor Mile, and then we got shoved in the wall there. But um, I was really hoping to be able to make that race something something for the books there. But uh, we didn't we didn't get to race that one. South Boston uh, it just recently got paved. We were talking about yeah. about a year ago or yep. so, and um, it's got a lot of grip. But I have a tough time figuring out what I need for my car to travel at south boston so um there it i guess it just really depends on the track you know if it's my first time there i feel um i also do a lot better too you know uh, we went to pensacola five flag speedway down um about july we talked about earlier and qualified 16th finished 15th and 12th you know and it was 35 cars yeah um so i feel i feel it's just a little bit of a little bit of this and a little bit of that when it comes down to it is if it's a uh, new paved track it's uh, it's a little bit different driving style and um, if it's my first time there, I really gotta do a different type of focus in and I, I, that's one hard thing is I feel I do pretty much the same to get prepared for a race each race you know because even even if it's just a, a Saturday night race it's it's still a race that could really make you or break you. And uh, you just never know who's going to be there. And uh, every single race, I do my best just to be able to 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 make the racetrack. You know, in the shop, my dad and I we work our butts off and to make it to the racetrack and to be at the racetrack. There's a lot that goes into it. And uh, we do everything we can to make it work.
1: Well, and you do a great job with it. <laughs> and uh, We're going to head to the hotline and another young man who did a great job at the Snowball Derby uh, joining us right now from the great state of Texas, um, where everything's bigger in Texas. Um, even Caden is bigger because he's from Texas, I think. Caden Honeycutt is with us. Um, Caden, first of all, uh, welcome back to the show. It's good to have you back on. Um, you've been tearing it up on the dirt for most of the season. But um, maybe less known but equally um, commendable is the fact that you've run three races at Five Flags uh, with Donnie Wilson in his group. And you finished in the top five all three times. And yesterday at the Snowball Derby, you were the first driver across the line at the end of the race under the checkered flag that has not had NASCAR national series experience. That is an amazing accomplishment. Congratulations.
10: Thanks, Tom. I very really appreciate it. Um, yeah, we, we really worked hard all weekend. Um, we tried different things and with our race package during the race and we just didn't hit much on on the race, but you know, we, we salvaged it the best we can. And we ended up coming out fifth. Um, we did just a marvelous job. all weekend. you know, qualifying second was huge on Friday. Um, (laughs) I I thought people were asking me about, Hey, do you feel pressure? Do you think you should perform ever since y'all were, you know, top of the leaderboard in practices? And, you know, do you feel any pressure? I'm like, no, you know, I'm going to go out and lay, lay the laps that we've been laying down. So, um, but yeah, it, it's just been it's just been a great experience with these group of guys, and um, it's just hopefully I just I just want to do it some more, man. Just more opportunities, more experience. I think uh, I think I can get there on the right track, and you know, knock off some wins here soon. You uh, you had
1: Bond Sus as your crew chief this weekend, um, and I think for all three of the races, right? That you ran for Donnie is that is that accurate?
10: I had I had him for two. two? I had Troy okay. Troy Smith in the October blizzard right. Yes. Okay. I had bond for two, okay. Two,
1: um, and you had, you had him this weekend. How valuable is it to have a guy like bond sus um, setting up the car, but also helping you with what to do with the car that he set up because that man, again, probably doesn't get nearly enough respect or credit and get name checked with, you know, some of the bigger guys that we think about all the time in late models, but he's as good as it
10: gets. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hey, every change that we made, it it was it got better as we went on. So there wasn't one change that you know that we didn't think it was going to be in left field. So um, you know he he definitely knows he definitely knows what he's doing. You know we had good communication all weekend. Uh, we were on the same page, and uh, he understood what I was talking about. I understood what he was talking about. We talked about the changes that we made uh, what we should feel, what the car, how the car should feel differently. Um, and we were just on the right track the whole weekend. It's just, for some reason in the race, we just tried something different and it just didn't work out the first half. And then, you know, as the race went on and on, we finally got better. And, you know, it's just a huge track position race. So every, (laughs) every spot matters. You know, we lost spots in the first half and we gained it all back in the second. So, um, but yeah, he definitely does not get enough credit. Um, I've, I've been asking other other people; have been telling me that he's not only worked for Donnie, he's worked for KVM and all these types of different oh, yeah. teams that have been successful. And you know, it's kind of funny if you like if you look back at where when he leaves, it's you know they kind of had a little bit of decline. They're not as good as they were in the uh, years past. So, um, but yeah, he's he's definitely one smart man, and I I really can't thank him enough for helping me out this weekend and and uh yeah, of the other july race that so we first ran for donnie
1: well talk about donnie too because again this guy's been around super late models forever and uh has uh a lot of trophies to show for it uh what's it like to drive for somebody like donnie wilson and again have him to to help you out
10: it was just it was just awesome um it was it just words can't describe man it, I, I talked about it in the pre-race show in the per, post-race. I was, you know, I've always, I've always looked at that race car and I've always picked it to win every year that I went to the snowball when I was five, and I haven't missed the snowball since I was five years old. And I always picked him to, to, to win, even if he had to come from the last chance race or he qualified mid-pack or qualified up front. I always picked him, and uh, I, that's what I told my dad. Say, I have him. I think he's going to win this year, <laughs> and. um you know I, that's why I didn't change my number or anything. I wanted to keep the two car for when I drove it, just so uh, it would make it feel extra special if we did. So, um, but yeah, it's just it was just awesome. You know, being out when I got to the lead, it was just you know soaking it all in. It's Like wow, it's it's really happening. It's just nuts.
1: Um, wh- a lot of times when we meet our heroes, um, we can be disappointed. I know that hasn't been the case with you and Donnie, but I'm curious: what is Donnie like to work with as a driver, uh, given you know his experience? But what is he like as as a as a person to work with? How does he kind of work with you?
10: Um, I'd say he, you know, he basically really just lets me do my thing. Like, if there's anything you know that he doesn't he didn't think that was working very well or something I can improve on, he certainly would. Certainly would tell me, and he's done that a couple of times here uh, when I raced at Five Flags. Um, gave me advice, hey, hey, you probably want to try to run this, uh, and you know, for the race, and I think it will be better for you. And we, I ended up doing it, and it was, it would be, you know, it, it'd be better. Um, so I think with his experience and how many years he's been racing, I think he kind of knows what he's talking about. So he's won a lot of races, um, and I, I don't. I don't think that he he didn't have one one statement that didn't have any type of uh, correctness to it. Um, it was very very on point, and it came out to be true. So, uh, but yeah, he he's smart as well. He he'll tell you, and he'll he's not he's not there to run fifth. He's we're over there to run the win races, so everything matters.
1: It's uh, <clears throat> Cody Connor is in the studio with us, and of course, uh, Cody was the young man driving the Tiger car down there. Um, from he's from up here in in these parts, uh, where he is a champion and and uh, one of the top. Rising stars, and uh, it's funny. You, you kind of uh, uh, he and I are looking at each other, laughing when you you say, um, you know, Donnie says, "Well, maybe you you should run this for the race." Um, what well, are you going to say? No, I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, Donnie Wilson makes a suggestion. You just say yes, sir, and go make the change. That's pretty much how that works, right?
10: I mean, pretty much. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he says, "Hey, it's probably going to work out this place. So you might want to do this." Uh, might have it want to set up this way for you before yeah. you get to the end of a long run. Like, yeah, we probably should do that. And we end up doing it, and it turned out to be a little. It worked out for us a little bit.
1: Well, you know what it's like to to struggle in other situations that you don't have quite the resources. And now you you I think you've seen this year the difference it makes when you do when you're running for a team like Donnie's and have a guy like Bond as your crew chief. And, you know, the ability to just go do your job as a driver without worrying about uh, what you lack or trying to sort of compensate for areas in which you may not have what you need. And and I know just from your experience uh, in the past running, you know, Arca and of course on the dirt with your own team, um, you know, it's, it has to be a good feeling uh, to be able to go to a race like the Derby, knowing that uh, the car is capable of winning. If you just do your job.
10: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, people, again, people ask me and say, but you feel any pressure? Do you think you to, to perform, you know, you execute, you know, you're good stuff. I'm like, yeah, I know, that. I know we're good. I know a good stuff and I know we can perform. Um, just like qualifying say, say, you feel anything? I'm like, no, I've had plenty of confidence <laughs> in, the, in the race car and myself to do what we need to do. And we ended up doing it. So, um, oh yeah, once you went back early, I, I didn't realize that I was the first guy yeah, to cross the line with any NASCAR national experience. And, um, uh, it's kind of it's kind of crazy, you know. I, I really wasn't dis I wasn't disappointed. I it was kind of 50-50 after I thought this yeah. somewhat disappointed and somewhat achieved. Um, the achievement was I finally finished a damn snowball race. <laughs> um, the first years I didn't, I wrecked, and then we broke. So that was an accomplishment, and it was even it was even better finishing the top five too. Yeah, for sure. Well, just, just like. And just looking at the check the tech shed as well, like you know, you just see those top four in front of you. You're just like yeah, those are those are just one of the best drivers, man. They were just they just know what they're doing, and, you know, it's just not it's not too bad to hang your head on and just go after next right. year. But Everybody wants to win, but we're gonna take a break.
1: We're gonna take a break, buddy. Just uh, sit tight. We'll let you enjoy the Todd Starns show in the uh, land of hold for a minute. Just sit tight. We'll bring you back on the other side. Back with more we Lap right after this.
6: Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer that fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com.
0: Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back to uh... (laughs) – Welcome back to We uh, Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Did we, I uh, guess we, we lost Caden? Oh, okay. Uh, not sure what happened there, but, uh, oh, that might be him calling back. Uh, we'll try this uh, right off the bat here. Uh, this could be Caden, or it could be somebody wanting to sell something on tomorrow morning's uh, uh, home ad show here on WSIC. Uh, is this you, Caden? Yes, it is. All right, there we go. So we know Caden's uh, not trying to sell anything on home ads So we can talk racing. Okay, so uh, <laughs> well, you'd be surprised, Caden, how many calls we get for folks uh, trying to to get something in line to sell on home ad tomorrow. Uh, we the 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 host of home ad uh which is our morning show here on WSIC is absolutely a rock star. Um and uh we just kind of all revolve around his aura uh here at the uh here at the radio station. Okay, um so let's talk about uh let's talk about we we before we went to break, um you had kind of mentioned, you know, looking in the tech shed and seeing the drivers who were in there finished ahead of you. Um what's it like to actually go out and race with those guys, I mean, um, do do you kind of is is there that moment when you're like, oh my gosh, look at this! That's you know Chase Elliott passing me now. <laughs> you know, I mean, how does it? What's it like to to go out and run with the uh, the the caliber of talent that you had to run like some of the best in NASCAR? Were
10: there? I would say, you know, I was like. Oh, okay. Well, I guess he's gonna ride. I guess we'll ride behind him. We're just seeing And I you know, I, I honestly, saw him. I didn't really think about any of that stuff. I was like, okay, he, they're a little quicker than us. I need a, We need to focus on being faster. Yeah. Though. And I really was, I just saw them as another race here, uh, just acting like I've raced with them before, and just you know, so uh, the way to do it. Yeah. I Just I don't know. I, I felt like if I got them on the oval, like I would have lost focus and I just wouldn't have been in the right zone. So. Um, but, no, I, just looking back on it, you know, after the race, it was, just, it was really cool, um, you know, racing a cup champion, and Derek Thorn, who's just been absolutely on rails lately, Chandler, who's made the count once of at a NASCAR start, um, and uh, especially who, who finished that? Who finished that? Oh, who won the race? Oh, Ty. Ty. Won
7: <laughs> yeah. He, Ty Majewski. Yeah.
10: <laughs> yeah. He had, should have won that race at least at least three times by right now. Yeah. And, um it's just you know, it, him and Toby have always got something figured out there, so it's just a matter of time before that happened. But yeah, looking at all those cars, those were really uh, the fastest cars all weekend. Tied, Derek and Chase for sure. Um so there's no surprise there. Um it just you know, just looking back on it, I think it's just really cool.
1: Well you say that, but you top what was it, second round? First or second round that you were up top of the board uh in practice I think Yeah, we were
10: we were on top of the board the second round second on Thursday yeah. and then we were and then we were fastest on Friday as well.
1: Yeah. So I mean you you say well those guys were the you know you're being humble which is great but um, you're underselling yourself because you you were right up there with them for the majority of the weekend and even you know even in qualifying. I mean you you put you, I think that was really key too because yeah you know, I know that it is possible to win this race from the back, um, but I feel like a race of this magnitude, with the caliber of drivers that compete in it, and how close a majority of the field is. I mean, as you know, Cody Connor said earlier, thousands of a second in a lot of you know cases. I think starting positions everything because it lets you much more sort of control your pace and you were able to, um, you know, to put yourself up in the, up in that lead group and qualifying. And I had to believe that that made it a lot easier for you to end up with a finish you got in the top five.
10: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, obviously Chandler and Case came from, LCQ all the way from the back all the way from yeah. front so they had fast had a fast start too um, you know I, I we probably could have done that as well even if you know even if we didn't have the, the best yeah. best car to start off with we probably could have done that too but you know you never know um, but yeah starting position really does matter a lot uh, you know it, even if starting the back you never know what could happen back there you just you know chaos can happen well, exactly right off the back right and your race can instantly be done by lap five. You just, you just have no clue. Yeah. You um,
1: you really put yourself in a great position and kept yourself there all weekend long, which I have to believe turned some, some heads um, Caden, because again, looking at the top five, you know, you expect Ty to be there. You know, you, you, you expect Derek to be there. You expect, chase to be there. And, you know, you really expect Chandler to be there as well. If you know anything about Chandler and, 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 you know, how, how good he is. Um And then there's you. And I don't think that a lot of people knew a whole lot about you going into this race because, you know, you've, you've been in, you know, obviously you you're, you're fantastic on the dirt in kind of your region and you, You've had a good career in Legends. And, I mean, it isn't like you've never done anything on the pavement because you have yet, you know, a third and a second, I think, right, in your earlier uh, ventures this year um, at uh, Five Flags. But, um, you know, you were probably the least known, and all of a sudden here you are running with the leaders all day and end up in the top five, and all of a sudden people are asking, who's this Caden Honeycutt?
10: Yeah, I mean, i really wanted to make these races with well, Donnie a real statement that we say that you know it does matter. McClokan does matter, man. Like i far she sure really really to that point. Yep. Um just I, I really hope I can I prove myself that I can, you know, I can run up front, and I can stay there. Uh just gotta be in the right stuff at the right time. And uh you know, I, I think we would have had at least one race won already in July. We should have I think we should have won the race in July if we didn't get had the bad luck strike, yeah. You know, got hit by a wiper. But anyway, but yeah, I really think that you know, kind of boosted the door openings to any other teams that you know interested in that and in, in a race in a race car driver. So, um, yeah, that's what I was really looking for this weekend. Uh, I really wish if we could going to win the race, it definitely would have opened some eyes. To people, oh wow, that's really uh, not expected at all because the power ranking. Yeah, and, you know, and there's a lot more people in front of me than Some of be make, beg, and race, right? Um, and you know, it's we up yeah, in the top five racing all those, like racing all those guys who won the top ten in fire racing. So, well, um, but yeah, it was just great. I really want to do it some more for sure.
1: I put no stock in rankings of any kind. Rather, it's yeah, uh, everybody makes a big deal out of college football, college basketball rankings. Well, so and so's number one, big deal. Uh, you know, when when it gets to tournament time and we start playing, um, you know, one-off games where it's bring your A game or you're out, um, then then we can start talking about who's really the best. It's impossible. The the power rankings in, in motorsports, to me, are even less valid because, quite honestly, um, everybody runs against a different quality of competition. Some people run big series. Some people run, you know, mostly local track. It's just to me, it but the fact that you're even 30th to me would be awesome because when you think about how many, you know, hundreds of drivers there are that, that, um, you know, Uh-oh. thousands probably that race, uh, late models across the country, that's uh, that's pretty doggone good. Um, so I, I want to talk about, uh, you had a little bit of an extra mission this weekend. Um, you're, you're part of, uh, race face advancement. Um, which is Race Face Brand Development, and um, that organization uh, is involved with the Friends of Jacqueline Foundation, which I think is one of the most amazing nonprofits I've ever seen. Um, and I, y- y- all of each of you drivers from Race Face, adopted um, a a uh, a young man or a young lady who. Um, has a debilitating, you know, disease, cancers, childhood cancer, that kind of thing. Talk a little bit about, um, your situation with your young man, because I know, again, you had a little extra, um, determination to, uh, to do well this weekend.
10: Yeah. Um, first, the thing was Jackson Bates. I adopted him this year in February, on February 1st. Um, and then all the way, you know, all the way up until October. And, he, you know, for the rest of my life, he'll be with me. So um, he was dealing with pediatric cancer as well. He had brain cancer, brain tumor. And his life expectancy was only until he was 10 years old. He lived out to be 12. Wow. And, yeah, he he got through it a lot harder, a lot more than the doctor said that uh, he would. And um, COVID was definitely a very tough Thing for me and him, uh, you know, just to keep our distance. If, if anything got to him, got sick, uh, yeah. I probably would have gotten the worst of it. But his mom wanted me to still come over, and I did. And um, we made the most of our last few months together uh, before he ended up passing, passing away on October 26th. Um, and I told his mom that, I, you know, he'll be on my series, he'll, he'll be on my race cars, he'll be everywhere I go from now on. He'll always he'll always be there with me, and nobody will uh, be able to change that. You, uh, and, um, you had his name on huh? Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Just all, it's all of the, on the race cars, Jackson yeah. Strong. Um, it was just, really, you know, it's really hard to talk about it, but, Um. I really, I really think that you know I rep- want to represent him well, and uh, his mom said that he always talks about me every day, and it just made it even more special. And uh, yeah, it was—it's just a little difficult, but you know, I'm glad that uh, I was able to come out with a good finish, and he was there, to be able to be there with me. And what was actually the craziest part about the whole weekend was uh, I helped. Uh, I had my friend Shane, he pill-drawed for me on Wednesday on rig parking. He threw the 27. But then a car wrecked out on Thursday, and that ended up us qualifying 26 on Friday night. And, uh, and that's the day they passed away in October, so I thought that was very, very uh, very coincidental. That was <laughs> That was no accident. I was going to uh, say,
1: I don't good. believe in coincidences.
10: Um uh, there was no accident. Yeah. For sure. yeah. And uh, He
1: was with you in spirit no, for sure.
10: Crazy, Yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy. Well uh no, I, I really appreciate that uh Jackson Stanley able to be coming to his life and to their lives as well. He also had a younger brother, Parker, and I always talk to Parker and I'll always uh anything that he needs he come, he can come to me and ask. Um I don't know. I'll go to his BMX racing type stuff and uh, always be a part of their family, and they're more welcome to be a part of ours. So well, um, they'll be never forgotten for sure. That is
1: exactly what uh, the power of the Friends of Jacqueline Foundation is for these young folks, and also for you. And uh, what a life lesson there! And and you know learning understanding how you know how fragile life can be and and uh just being able to to be uh someone special and have a positive impact um and bring a smile to to those uh, to that family um it's it's amazing and so uh uh i saw a picture over the weekend that you'd posted with you and him and and um that, that's, you'll always have that to carry with you. So um, I know that uh, you've done a lot of good stuff on the dirt, and I want to talk to you about that. We got to step aside uh, for a break. So again, sit tight, don't hang up. We'll uh, pick you up on the other side. I'll be right back after this with more of Legal App.
11: Hi, this
1: is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to uh, Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. And I need to make sure that I tell you a little bit about uh, Chris Hedinger and the folks at Victory Custom Trailers. You can go ahead, yes, bring our phone call back out uh, of the pit area. We have, um, of course, we've been talking with Caden uh, Honeycutt for the last. Half hour or so. We're going to continue that in a moment, but uh, I want to tell you about Victory Custom Trailers because um, if you're looking for a trailer or a toy hauler or a um, any uh, type of uh, transporter, and you either want a custom built something specific for your purpose, and this does not have to be a motorsports uh, purpose. Uh, Victory Custom Trailers serves the needs of folks of all different uh, walks of life and industries that uh, use uh, haulers, trailers, transporters, whatever. Um, And they have over 200 new and used uh, on the lot ready to go. Or, as I said, you can uh, have them build you something that is custom specific to your purpose. The more customized you want it the better they are. I mean, they, it just, there's no limit to what they can do. And here's the coolest part. You don't even have to talk to anybody right away to start building your custom trailer. You can go to their website at VictoryCustomTrailers.com, And there's actually a button at the top that lets you design your own custom trailer. So, uh, Chris Hedinger, um, is a racer and his daughter, Katie is a, uh, budding young racer in her own right. Uh, who uh, is moving up the ranks. And so um, they understand what racers want and need. But, um, of course, again, it could be for any purpose. So whether you're, you know, a construction company, whatever it is that you need um, a trailer for, give them a call. They're based in Michigan, but that doesn't matter. They will ship a trailer wherever you are. They shipped one to Russia recently. So uh, they'll find you wherever you live and get it, get the trailer to you. And they are anxious to give you not give you they're anxious to supply for you i don't want to get chris in trouble here supply for you whatever you need in terms of a of a trailer they want to meet your needs so uh give them a call and um tell them the folks from race chaser sent you and uh uh and and again uh their sales and their service departments are fantastic and they'll treat you like family that's really why we promote them here because um, we do like to uh, talk about folks that treat you like family. My computer career does the same. Um, and so we are very lucky to have both of them as a uh, supporting cast here for the what we do at, on Race Chaser Radio. Okay, back to Caden Honeycutt, who um, waited patiently through all of that. And Caden, um, I want you to tell people a little bit about the dirt racing that you do, because I'm sure that a lot of our audience... Um, doesn't really realize the success, especially this year, that you've had on the dirt, and you're running multiple cars. Talk a little bit about what you've been up to this season beyond the uh, pavement effort.
10: I think uh, we we won about 23 races this year altogether. Um, that was our dirt modified and light model together. We got our dirt late model about halfway through the year, kind of worked on it, and we raced that the last three months. Last two or three months, I would say, but we mostly stuck with our uh, modified, and we won 20 features on that car this year. And uh, we've ran, I've been racing dirt for about four years now. Next year will, will be year number five, and uh, we just we just had really good success this year. I've really worked hard, and I've you know I've tried figuring out my own setup, and I finally figured it out. And uh, I'm I'm usually the one that makes the calls on what to do what tire stagger, air fresher, you know, all the rounds and everything I need to do to change a car. And, um, you know, we I, every 20, all those 21s came from hard work and dedication and the right calls. So uh, I really like dirt. I enjoy it very much. Me and my It's just me, my mom, and dad go out to the racetrack on Friday That's or Saturday awesome. night and go have fun. Don't show us until six or seven o'clock, and you know, run the heat race, and you run the A main, and that's about all you do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no practice for us, and uh, we show up and race. But well, but no, I, I really enjoy it, and I really uh, w- I'm gonna do some more dirt late model racing next year in my own car, or crate late uh, crate dirt late model. Actually, Bert, I'm pretty sure my first race in dirt next year will be at the Texas TM- at the Texas Speedway Dirt Track. Ten thousand win dirt crate late model race. So that ought to be fun. Um, oh yeah, but yeah, but yeah, we're we're gonna look at some schedules for dirt next year, and <laughs> whatever comes up, we're gonna hit first. So um, just be ready for anything.
1: Well, uh, that's the way to do it, I guess. And uh, you're in a dirt-heavy area there, so um, that's uh, it's good that you have that kind of talent to run both surfaces equally well, because not every driver has that, especially. Um, I mean you're what, sixteen?
10: I'm seventeen. Seventeen.
1: Um, so you know, at seventeen years old to be able to win and run up front on both surfaces is not something that um every driver can do. So uh you certainly have that skill set. And I know that your goal ultimately is NASCAR. Um and so I don't know if you've got your your direction for next year completely set. You probably don't at this point, but What can you tell us about what you're looking at doing for next year without um, giving away any secrets?
10: Um, I would say uh, some more asphalt-type stuff. Um, I would really want to say, like, late model-type stuff. Okay. Um, And then our dirt late late model, obviously, next year, and our dirt modified again. Okay. Uh, I'll run optional uh, occasional races in the dirt modified now. I'll I'll probably only run big races in that car now, Um, and mostly race the great straightway model now uh, on the dirt side. Yeah. But um, I really think on the asphalt, we're wanting to run more some asphalt stuff next year, more than we have been the last three or four years. Okay. So um, we're still trying to work that out in the favor that we need to. But other than that, more dirt racing and try to get some more asphalt racing in, uh, this, this next year.
1: Now for the asphalt, are you looking, would you like to, uh, stay with Donnie and and that group for 2021? Or are you looking at maybe doing something different?
10: Um, I would say I would run if I was going to run super late models again, I would run for them without a doubt. Yeah. Um, if I was looking to run something different, like a late model stock I'd car, um, they don't run late model stocks there, obviously. So yeah. If if, I, if we wanted to run down the late model stock car deal, we'd have to run through a different team, yeah. like you know, junior DGR or anything, anybody like that.
1: Well, it's uh, they're they're definitely, I'm
10: Great sure.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there would be some options open for you. Now, there's more to you than just being a race car driver, too, uh, because uh, you play a little football. Talk about how the football season went this year.
10: Um, we went 5-5 uh, five and five this year. Uh, last year we went, I'm pretty sure we went 1-9 and nine or 10 last year. Oh, um, so, yeah, we made some major improvements this year. Uh, got through, through round three and ended up losing in our third playoff game. Um, but yeah, we, uh, had a really good season. It was fun. Um, fortunately that will be my last year of playing football. Uh, me and my family decided if we were going to do more racing, we had to, you know, choose racing or football. And obviously I chose racing. So, um, but yeah, that, we had a really fun football season and I was glad to play it for as long as I did.
1: Well, uh, we look forward to seeing what you can do in 2021, Caden, and a uh, very, very impressive run in the Snowball Derby. Um, I know you can't do any of this by yourself. You got a long list of folks that help you out. So uh, we're going to give you a minute or two here to to stretch out and uh, talk about who makes it happen for Caden Honeycutt on the motorsport side of things.
10: Uh, Mom and Dad, for sure, number one. Uh my number one supporters and everything they've given me is uh just not it's not a right it's a privilege. You gotta we earn it around at our household. Um also wanna thank FOJ, race face develop uh, race face brand development, funky monkey, monkey on the car this weekend, uh, Gravel Locos, Fabian, thank him very much for helping us out. Mark Javransky. Uh, um see, who am I getting? I'm getting uh, RPM equipment, Studio 10 Rats for the awesome rat this, uh, this weekend. Um, Donnie, thank them very much for helping us out and uh, giving the opportunity to have their race cars. I really appreciate them. And uh, on Dirt side, Reality Roofing, Shelia White, thank her very much for coming on board Dirt Racing, Arc Aviation, Andy Mitchell, um, and uh, also uh, Reality, uh, Reality uh, Shields also thank him, Nate Roberts, thank him very much for helping us out. So, everybody back at home, uh, my friends, family, I thank y'all for everything y'all done for me, supporting me. And this weekend was, one, not to be forgotten for sure. And um, we'll remember this for a long time.
1: Well, Caden, it's always fun to have you on the program and uh, very proud of you, uh, proud of what you accomplished this weekend and uh, look forward to seeing what you can do in 2021 when that comes around uh, and wish you and your family uh, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Be safe down there in Texas, and we'll uh, we'll catch you on the flip side in 2021 to talk about what's going on when it uh, gets a little closer to getting underway for you.
10: Yeah, thanks, Tom. I really appreciate you phone for me out over the last couple months. I really appreciate y'all very much. Y'all have a great Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, and uh, we'll see you guys soon again.
1: That is Caden Honeycutt, and uh, James Mellick, uh, it's funny, it, it, it was uh, funny to watch uh, your eyes about fall out of your head when Caden said that he'd won 23 races this year. Yeah, he's had a pretty good season on the dirt down there in the Lone Star State and in that area.
11: Yeah, he's definitely had a good season, it sounds like. I was. Um, I didn't know that he ran dirt. I was kind of shocked that he said he won 23. I, mean, I thought he just ran a couple of races. Oh, no. but. 23 of them that's a lot of races he
1: runs a couple a week usually two or three a week uh, between the modified and the late model and you heard him say that next year he's going to kind of focus more on the late model limit the modified to uh the bigger shows um you know down in where he is the crate late model is is just uh and again really it's true throughout the country the crate late models just have so much to offer in terms of big shows and um so it's easy to just focus on that but uh, we're going to Uh, step aside when we come back we'll have one more segment to finish it up here in Lead Lab hang on
9: when do you think of a plumber like most people even if it's an emergency you can be confident about who will arrive to help you for quality and reliability count on someone you can trust call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency we handle all kinds of preventative maintenance too Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family owned here in Annapolis since 1993 For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online.
5: Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054.
6: Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com.
8: For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council.
0: Hi,
2: this is Derek Rowe, and you're listening to
0: Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: <laughs> Welcome back to lab. This is our, well, we've gotten to call these segments, um, the white flag segment, the final segment of the show. I don't know why we don't call it the checkered flag segment, because that's what you get when the, uh, the last of it ends. But, uh, uh, Melick saying we've only got we've only got nine minutes left okay you're the producer just tell me what we got left and that's what we'll do here you know it's uh i ran us over in a couple of the early segments that's why we we only have nine left but uh it is certainly a priority on this here particular show to uh feature the guests more than we feature you and me blabbing so
11: yeah it's all about the guests that's
1: exactly right we we want to make sure that uh we we do our best to uh to bring you, uh, some of the fastest rising young racing stars and, uh, and good personalities too. And I think Cody Connor and Caden Honeycutter are two examples of, um, just good young people. You know, they're a good character. They, they really try to represent themselves the correct way. Um, and that's, you know, you enjoy, uh, giving an opportunity to, uh, Folks like that to to um, be able to help them to grow what they're doing. So um, we thank both of them for being on the show. And again, the 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 Derby this weekend, amazing race. Yeah, I mean, was that amazing. was one of the better snowball derbies I think that we've had in a while. Um, and congratulations to Tim Majeski. And I'm really looking forward to uh, being able to talk to him. He'll be on Motorsports Madness, presented by My Computer Career, next Thursday. Not this coming Thursday, but next Thursday, um, which would be, uh, let's see, the 17th uh, of December. It will be our final Thursday show, uh, and next Monday will be our final Monday show of the year because we do take uh, Christmas week and New Year's week off to allow um, for ourselves to... uh, Spend time with family and, um, you know, have a break from the routine. So um, you will have best of's in the normal time slots uh, that. Um, and so if you, you know, we hope you enjoy those because uh, we do try to pick some of the better shows to put them together and, and do those best of things.
11: So, so I want to swing in here and jump and ask you, go some, ahead. we're on the subject of snowball, sure. but I want to jump off into the snowflake snowflake ended with a little bump and (laughs) run. Do you call that fair? I mean, that's short track racing, if you ask me. He didn't dump him. He gave him a little bump. What do you go with on that (laughs) as your end? I think it was just a dump and run.
1: You set me up to get me into trouble here because you know where I'm going with this already. (laughs) We talked earlier. Um I I saw a comment uh, I don't even know where it was some fa- somebody's Facebook page I don't remember which one I saw a comment after that race and first of all we should we should kind of set this up so so last lap of the race um, Stephen Nassy d- moved uh, Bubba Pollard Bubba Pollard yeah yep. uh, and and Bubba ended up spinning um, and uh, and track officials DQ Nassi for his move. And gave the win to the third place car is is basically how that worked,
11: which had to drive through the field to get there.
1: That's correct, and, and he did a great job um, in in doing that, and and he took the trophy home to New England, and 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 in my mind, every bit deserved the win. Okay, so I saw I saw a comment. Of course, it's it's funny because I come from the north. And this is where, I mean, and I don't mean I love the South, don't get me wrong, um, but it's different when it comes to racing and what's acceptable. Up North, it's still very much um, old school. You know, you race each other with respect. Rubbing is not considered racing. And, you know, drivers up North believe that if you've got to, you know, bump somebody out of the way to win a race, then you know, you you they'd rather finish second. It's it's not th- this whole idea that you you will go to all lengths to win and you know crash your mother into the wall just doesn't happen up there. So down here in the late models, it's 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 fashionable to do the you know bump and run um, and worse yet the dump and run, which I don't think that's what S- Steven did. No, um, the fact that Bubba spun was, I believe part and parcel of the fact that when when he was hit by Nassi he then tried to defend the position which is what you're going to do right you're trying to win the race um so he ended up spitting out and so I saw a comment that said um it used to be that bumping was racing and I thought I actually had to read that a couple times when I saw it and then I thought about it for a second it was like and so I, I responded to it something to the effect of um, bumping was never racing, bumping has always been bumping. I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, burst anybody's bubble here, but when you go to any type of driving school, racing school, part of the training is not bumping. They teach you how to race. They don't teach you how to bump, you know? So I mean, I I it's whatever anybody thinks. I'm not I don't want to I'm not gonna start a fight with somebody over this debate because it's really a matter of opinion, right? And and I and I also will say that Stevens won to share races without touching another car. So I don't want to make it out like Um, Stephen can only win by bumping. But to me, and I remember my first racing hero growing up, and I tell this story all the time, which Jimmy Champagne raced Supers and Asphalt Modifieds and um, Dirt Modifieds up north. And Jimmy was one of the most highly respected drivers ever in Northeast short track racing. And so um, the... You know, Jimmy made a statement once he, he had, he was at a, a race, I think it was at Lancaster Speedway in Buffalo. And he accidentally made some contact with the leader when he was going by him on the white flag lap to take the lead. And he immediately slowed and drifted up the track to let the, the driver back by and allowed the driver to win. He finished second. And, and somebody asked him after the race, you know, what what was that about? And he said, If I've got to bump the leader out of the way to win a race, I'd rather run second. There's there's a there's an integrity and a respect factor there that I think gets lost. When you, you believe that bumping becomes just another tactic or another part of racecraft, in my opinion, I don't think that's racing. Anybody can use a bumper. Yeah,
11: anybody can use yeah. a bumper and even at the top level we've seen um, it's kind of went away pretty much. Even when you go to your Martinvilles and all that stuff, they're not really yeah. beating and banging like they used <laughs> to back in the older days. <laughs> I, I mean, they still are. Joey and yeah. a few of the other guys. Well, they are still sure. are. They're but... still using it, but they're not like they used to be back in the day. It's not
1: yeah, trying I mean...
11: to just dump them and go around them.
1: Yeah and and I again I think you're right I think it's a little less of it but I, I just I feel like you know that debate for me is a matter of opinion and so you know I'm perfectly happy with the call and was you know was totally satisfied with the result um and you know others will disagree and that's fine and uh, that brings us to the end of the show and uh, gosh I want to thank uh, all of the folks from my computer career as well as Victory Custom Trailers the folks from WSIC for being such gracious partners of ours and of course uh, cody connor um race22.com has a popularity contest going on go vote for cody uh, if you feel led um but go vote for somebody whoever your favorite driver is um and uh again i, I want to say uh, thanks to uh, cody and caden honeycutt for being on the program until next monday i'm tom baker This has been Lead Lap Radio, presented by Victory Custom Trailers on the Performance Motorsports Network and Race Chaser Radio. Have a great week, everybody. Stay safe. So long.
0: You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio, powered by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at HMSMotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content,